Hey, I'm Pastor Jeff Dawes, lead pastor here at Stockbridge Community Church. I just want to say thank you for joining us here online. It is our prayer today that today's message would be helpful and meaningful to your life. If you're in the South Atlanta area, I would personally like to invite you to come to one of our three services on Sunday at 9 a.m., 10.30 a.m., and 12 p.m. We're located at 4401 Highway 155 North in Stockbridge, Georgia. You may visit our website for more information at sccview.net. Again, that's sccview.net. Thanks again for listening. I hope that you have a wonderful day. It's so good to see you today. We're so glad you are here today. Awesome to see you. Would you do me a favor now? I'm going to just jack everything up that you're used to doing. So if you just stand with me, we're, going to, uh, we're doing this Love Is series. And the, I want you to, uh, with me to read the definition of love. I'm going to flip over here in my Bible to that chapter. We are continuing our series called Love Is. And the only definition for love is found in the scripture. And so I want you to have it and read it with me. Okay, you ready? Let's read together. Here we go. Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It is not rude. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrong. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always, always Love never Say that again. Love never fails. Love never fails. And so that's why we're studying what love is. So you may be seated. Uh, love never fails. And as we read that passage of Scripture, there is some words in the middle of that that jump right off the page at us. And that is this. That is in, in verse number 5. It says this. Would you just read this verse out loud with me? It's on the screen. It's on your outline as well. You ready? Come on, let's read it together. Love is not... It is... So it's not rude. It's not self-seeking. In other words, love is respectful. That's a word that I think we could put out beside of that. Love is respectful. And so this morning, as we, as we begin to think about that, I want you to know that God wants us to be respectful. The Bible says in 1 Peter 2 and 17, look what it says. It says, respect everyone and love your Christian brothers and sisters. Fear God and respect the king. Respect the king. What is, what is respect? Aretha Franklin read, uh, sang about it. What is respect? I'll tell you, respect is this. It's honoring and valuing other people through our actions. Would you agree with that? Honoring and valuing other people through our actions. So it's not just our words. It's also our actions as well. And this is what I know about every person. Every person is walking around with a sign hung around their neck that says, do I matter? Everybody wants to know, do I matter? Do I matter? And when we show respect to people, we're saying, you matter to me. You matter to me. And here's what I want you to know, is that all of us in this room are in one of two categories. You, and you, you have to decide where you are. Either you're a replenisher in other words, you, you, you fill people up or you're a diminisher. That means you take people down. Either you re replenish people or you diminish people. And so today we want to learn to be a, a replenisher. You know, that sort of goes to the animal kingdom as well, like dogs and cats, right? I mean, like, you know, when I go home, my little poodle, she's the first one that greets me at the door. She shakes. She's happy to see me. She's like, it's like she's saying, you know, you love me. You care for me. You shelter me. Uh, you must be God. But a cat... 
cat, on the other hand, you know, the cat says, you love me, you feed me, you care for me, you shelter me, I must be God. Okay, for all the cat lovers I just offended right there, you can send your emails to chriswoodson at secview.net. <clears throat> Matter of fact, we may visit him this week anyways because I told him we were doing an object lesson today. I needed road signs and these appeared, so if you're missing some signs, uh, maybe, no, we ordered them on the internet, okay, just to let you know that. So, Jesus teaches us how to be respectful. He teaches us this. And so I want to go into a story. I'm going to read it to you. It's found in Luke's Gospel, Luke 36 through 48. It's a little lengthy. So I'm, I didn't put it in your outline because it's so long. And I didn't have room for everything in there. So if you just follow on the screen with me as I read this to you, listen to this story and we're going to break it down. <clears throat> it says, One of the Pharisees asked Jesus to have dinner with him. So Jesus went to his home and sat down to eat. When a certain immoral woman from the city heard he was eating there, she brought a beautiful alabaster jar filled with expensive perfume. Then she knelt behind him at his, at his feet, weeping. Her tears fell on his feet, and she wiped them off with her hair. Then she kept kissing his feet and putting perfume on them. When the Pharisees who had invited him saw this, he said to himself, If this man were a prophet, he would know what kind of woman is touching him. She's a sinner. Then Jesus answered his thoughts. Notice that. Simon, he said to the Pharisees, I have something to say to you. Go ahead, teacher, Simon replied. Then Jesus told him this story. A man loaned money to two people, 500 pieces of silver to one, 50 pieces to the other, but neither of them could repay him. So he kindly forgave them both, canceling their debt. Who do you suppose loved him more after that? Simon answered, I suppose the one for whom he canceled the larger debt. That's right, Jesus said. Then he turned to the woman and said to Simon, Look at this woman kneeling here. When I entered your home, you didn't offer me water to wash my feet, wash the dust from my feet, but she's washed them with her tears and wiped them with her hair. You didn't greet me with a kiss, but from the time I first came in, she has not stopped kissing my feet. You neglected the courtesy of olive oil to anoint my head, but she has anointed my feet with rare perfume. I tell you, her sins, and they are many, have been forgiven. So she has shown me much love, but a person who is forgiven little shows only little love. Then Jesus said to the woman, Your sins are forgiven. And so today I want to go... I want to use this story today, this account of, that happened with Jesus and this woman, to help show us some signs today that I call the signs of respect. And so if you'll take out your outline, I want to give them to you. I want to give you four road signs today that will teach us the signs of respect. Now, why am I using these road signs? I'll tell you why. It's because it's my goal to sear something in your conscience today that when you see these signs, it triggers it triggers, and it, and it will help you become a more respectful, loving person. So that's why we're, we're doing these signs. So the first one, go ahead and write this down. You ready? The first one is the stop sign, and that is stop talking and listen. Stop talking and listen. That is the first sign. Again, going back into our story, backing up now, looking what the Bible says here in our story, in Luke 7 and 39, again, when the Pharisees who had invited him, speaking of Jesus, he said to himself, 
if this, one, if this man were a prophet, he would know what kind of woman is touching him. She's a sinner. Would you read this last line, this underline with me? Let's read it out loud. You ready? Then Jesus answered his, whoa. Jesus answered his thoughts. Now, would you agree with me that listening goes way more than just hearing what someone's saying? I don't think this means that Jesus answered his thought because he was reading his mind so much as it was Jesus was reading his body language. And that's what listening is. Listening is more than just hearing someone's word. It's watching their body language. It's seeing what's going on with them. So my question to you is this. Are you a good listener? That's a question to ask. Are you a good listener? And we have to learn to stop and to listen and to be good listeners. Now, you know, and when you're a good listener, that means that you're watching people and, and you're conscious of that, maybe that tear that's in the corner of their eye. Maybe the other people around you that you're talking so much that they're screaming on the inside, would you please stop and listen to me? Maybe that's the case. I've been guilty of that many times myself. And I'll tell you why. Because I have a problem with the sign, the stop sign. I have a problem with it. You're looking at me like, you're crazy. No, I have a problem with that because... I have this issue that when I see a stop sign, I think it means roll on through. And I can tell you, if you do that at the wrong place at the wrong time, it'll cost you $169.57. So I've been told. It cost, why? Because I can tell you, one day I did that. I rolled through a stop sign uh, right up here off of Aislinn Mosley Road, and uh, the, the police officer pulled behind me. And to put his lights on, and I thought, okay, I'll just pull into the church parking lot. And I did. I pulled into the church parking lot, and I still wanted him to know that I was a pastor here, and I had no way of telling. So I, he was back there in his car doing something. I said, oh, God, he's writing me a ticket. So I was trying to call everybody in our office here to come out and say, hey, Pastor Jeff. Not one of them would answer their phones. <laughs> so that's what we do in conversations, isn't it? We see the stop sign, people are talking to us, but we, we do the rolling stop, right? It's a rolling stop. We, we, what, is that, what does a rolling stop look like? It means that, okay, when you stop talking, you're taking a breath, but your mind is re-engaged in what, how you're going to respond to that person. It's a rolling stop, and rolling stops is not stopping. It's not stopping. So learn from the stop sign today. Stop and listen. So look what the Bible says. Again, we've read this several times through this series. I thought it was good to say it again. James 1 and 19. He says, you must all be quick to what? Quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. And we said it this way through this series. We said this. What this verse actually means is listen up, button up, and you'll grow up, right? And so the more that we listen, the more that we mature and we grow and we learn. And the more respectful we become by doing that, we become more loving. So here's a challenge for you. Why don't you go home this week? Why don't you find a button in your house? And why don't you put it in your pocket? And every time that you reach for your, you know, something in your pocket or maybe your purse, something that you would see, and you see that button, let it be a reminder for you to button up this week. Button up so you can listen up. So that's our next step on our connection card. I really got to pray for you this week. That's why I want you to check this box. It says this. It says, I will ask God to help me listen to others more than I speak this week. Now, I know that's going to be a miracle for many of us, right? So I want you to check that box. That you're going to try to do that, and then we're going to pray. I want to be praying for you this week as well. Okay, number two, would you write this down? The second thing is keep your promises. 
Keep your promises. Keep your promises is simply the no U-turn sign. The no U-turn. That means that I can't go back on my promise. That means that you do what you say you're going to do. That's keeping your promises. Keeping your promises. And so we go right into the Scripture again and look in the story. Look what happens here. It says, I tell you her sins, Jesus is speaking, they, and they are many, he didn't deny that, had been forgiven. So she, was, she has shown much love. But a person who is forgiven little shows only little love. Then Jesus said to the woman, your sins are forgiven. And Jesus keeps all of his promises. All of them. Notice the promise he gave her. Your sins are forgiven. The Bible says in Proverbs 25 and 14, it says this. It says, people who promise things that they never give are like clouds and wind that bring what? No rain. Several years, well, a couple years ago, we was in a big drought here. And I remember, you know, we would hope that the storm cloud, we'd see them building uh, in the summer, and it'd get a little dark, and we'd be like, oh, man, it's going to bring some rain, only to watch that cloud just pass by, and we'd be so disappointed. And that's what the Bible says, that when you give your word and you don't keep your word, you do the U-turn on your word. When you do that, he says, man, your words are meaningless. Jesus actually said this in Matthew 5 and uh, 37. He made it very simple. Look what he says. Simply let your yes be what? And let your no be? No, that's right. Yes be yes and no be no. He says, anything beyond this comes from the evil one. He's saying, keep your word. Don't do the U-turn. Keep your word. We struggle with this in our culture, don't we? We say, we just got busy, so I couldn't do this. I couldn't call you. I couldn't do what I said I was going to do. It's, this has even gotten so bad to where our children now, when we say, tell our children, you know, I'm going to go to this with you. I'm going to take you to the park, or I'm going to do whatever. As soon as we say that to our children, they don't just let us stop with that, do they? No, our children say, promise? It's like our word is not good enough, right? I mean, it's like, they, it's not the, we're going to the park on Friday. Great. No, they go, promise? Why? Because we've done U-turns, right? They don't just stop there either, do they? They go, promise? Cross your heart? Hope to die? Finish it with me. Stick a needle in your eye? Why do kids learn that? Because we have a way of doing U-turns on our word. You know what? I think that would be great at every wedding ceremony, don't you? I think I should finish every wedding ceremony. After we say, you know, you love each other, yes. You know, and right before we present them, we say, well, one more thing, one more thing. You promise? I promise. Hope to die? Cross your heart? Hope to die? Stick a needle in your eye? Maybe that's what I'll do. <laughs> right before you go, right before, they, right before you lay those lips on them, I'll say, oh, wait a minute. Why? Because we do U-turns. U-turns. When you do a U-turn, you don't keep your word. God keeps all of his promises. He gives a sign. Remember that you don't get very far in the Bible. Genesis, we go right into it. And God tells Noah, build an ark. I'm going to flood the earth. And so he builds it for over you know, 50 years. He's building this ark. No rain, no rain, no rain. It's never rained. 
But God sends a rain, right? He sends a rain, and then, then he floods the whole earth. And God says, you know what? I'm never going to do that again. And so to show you that I'll never do it again, he gives us a rainbow, right? And then we go on a, a few more chapters in the Bible. We meet another couple. They're, they're senior adults, and God has promised. He said, I'm going to give you a child. Remember, God is the God of no U-turns. He keeps his word. And here they are, 99 years old. She's 89. And they haven't had a baby. And God says, I'm going to give you a child. And boom, bada bing, bada boom. 99, 89. Whoa, they have a baby. Can you imagine that? 99, 89, baby. There's not a tooth in the house. Take a trip to Walmart. What is it going to be? Depends and diapers. Why? But, but here's the lesson, here's the lesson, here's the lesson. God keeps his promises. He doesn't do U-turns. No, long, no matter how long it takes, God keeps his promises. You know, we were promised the Messiah. Hundreds of years before Jesus ever come, we were promised the Messiah. We were promised the Messiah. From the time of fallen man with Adam and Eve, from the time that they sinned, we were promised the Messiah. And because God doesn't do U-turns, Jesus came. He came in the form of a baby. He, he lived 33 and a half years. He died on a cross for our sins. He ascended to heaven. Uh, to heaven on the, he rose on the third day. He ascended to heaven. And now he's in heaven with God interceding for us. That's a promise. And God says, I want to give you a sign that I keep my promise. And the sign that God keeps his promise is communion. Every time we, we take communion, we're reminded that God kept his promise. But not only did he keep that promise, he promised again that Jesus would return again a second time. And that those of us that are Christ followers, that, that are passionately following him, that when that trumpet sounds, that we're going to go meet him in the air, that we don't ever have to die. And I want to tell you, there's some of you that are discouraged today because what's going on in the world, I'm telling you, just keep your head looked up because one day Jesus just might come, amen? Amen, that excites us. God keeps his word. That's what communion is about. God keeps his promises. Number three, would you write this down? Is the yield, yield your rights and serve. Before we go on, remember we have the stop sign, which means slow down and what? Slow down and listen. <laughs> I sort of misled you there. You're all writing. So the stop sign is slow down and listen. The yield sign is keep your promises, right? I mean, the, no U-turn, that's right. Let me get it right. I'm all jacked up here. Stop sign, stop and listen. U-turns, keep your promises. Now the yield side is stop and serve. Slow down and serve. Yield. Yield your rights to serve. In a story, Luke 7 and 37, it says this. When a certain immoral woman, he keeps pointing that out, from the city heard... He was eating there. She brought a beautiful alabaster jar filled with what? Expensive perfume. Not your, not your uh, Walmart brand. Expensive stuff. Expensive perfume. And she kept, then she knelt behind him at his feet, weeping. Her tears fell on his feet. She wiped them off with her hair. And she kept kissing his feet and putting perfume on them. I would like to give you a couple things that serving is and is not. The first thing I would tell you that serving is not is trading. Would you write that down? Serving is not keeping score. Serving is not keeping score. Would you write that down? 
It seems that when we, in relationships, whether it be husband and wife, you know, father and son, daughter and mother, or, or whether it be friends or whoever, we tend to keep score, don't we? We tend to say, okay, I did this for you, so you should do this for me, right? I don't know about, I was sort of raised that way. I don't know how that got into me. But I sort of lived my whole life like, okay, if I do this for you, then you should do this for me. And I can tell you that doesn't work well in marriage. It just doesn't work well. It doesn't work well with, with, any, with the, being a parent either. It doesn't work well. It doesn't work well with being a, a, a child either. It doesn't work well with friendships either. If I did this for you, then you ought to do this for me because you're going to live your life disappointed because everybody can't keep up. And so relationships is not about trading. It's not about trading. You know, our society is like buy low, sell high, right? Sometimes we live our relationships like that. I want to do a little for you so you do a lot for me. I want to do a lot for you hoping that you will do more than that for me. And if you keep score, you're going to lose. Look what the scripture says. We continue the story. It said, Then he turned to the woman and said to Simon, Look at this woman kneeling here. When I entered your home, you didn't offer me water to wash the dust from my feet, but she has washed them with her tears and wiped them with her hair. You didn't greet me with a kiss, but from the time I first came in, she has not stopped kissing my feet. Would you read this line, this underline here? Let's read it out loud. Here we go. You ready? You neglected the courtesy of olive oil to anoint my head. She has anointed my feet with rare perfume. So again, going back to their custom, when they, they would walk with sandals, their feet would get dirty, so when you come in the house, they always had a towel there, and they had someone there to wash your feet. And then when you, you come in, it's the custom still in the Middle East today, that when you get there, they grab your chin and they kiss both of your cheeks. That's just the custom that they do as a greeting. He said, you didn't do any of that. So here's what I want to tell you what serving is. Serving is offering common courtesies. Would you write that down? Common courtesies. I need to preference this when I say that. I believe that I'm looking at a lot of nice people in this room. I believe that. I believe that 99.9% .9 of you are nice people. I believe most of you are courteous. I, I believe that you know that most of you are, are courteous all the time to strangers. I believe that, you know, if you, it's amazing. You see someone about to come in the door, they're a stranger, their hands are full. I believe that 99.9% .9 of you would go and open the door for them and let that person in. You may have never, ever met them before, but they're strangers, right? And you go, oh, oh, let me do this for you. Shoot. You let your mom or dad or your husband or wife come to the door, their hands are all full, like, they'll be all right. Isn't that the truth? I mean, come on, let's be honest, all right? Aren't we nicer to people that we don't know than we are to the people that we know? Nobody's saying a thing right now. You bunch of liars. <laughs> yes! I mean, don't we find ourselves as strangers going out of our way to, be, to just show courtesy, to be nice? And there's something about the closer we get, the more that we forget that we're to be nice. I tell you what, help your relationships with anybody, your friends, your children, your parents, your husband, your wife, is just be nice. Be nice. You know, treat the people closest to you 
better than you treat the people that are not so close to you. You know, around here, um, I, th- I thought about that a couple, about a month or so ago, and I was thinking, I thought, you know what? I want to make sure that I always treat Rhonda better than I treat Chesney and Tani around here. With my words, you know what I'm saying? Like with them, I sort of like, I just sort of watch what I say. I don't say, you know, things so direct to them. And sometimes with Rhonda, I can just be direct. So I've asked God to help me with that. And every time before I start to say that direct, I say, would I say talk to Chesney like this? Would I talk to, to Tani like this? And so I want to be, I want to, I want to talk to them this way, but I want to talk to Rhonda, give her a little more respect. Well, my Lord, she's lived with me 29 years and she deserves it. <laughs> Hello? Don't you say amen either. That's right. <laughs> and then the next one is this. Is service is giving my best. It's giving my best. As you write that down, I just want you to know that I had you point out, I had uh, you read out the word expensive perfume. This lady apparently had been the lady of the night. I'm sure that she had all kinds of perfume in her, at her place. But she chose this alabaster, which they tell us that it probably would have cost her uh, the average person a year's wages to buy this. And she had it for the special clients. But when she saw Jesus, she gave her very best. Not to try to draw him in, but just to say, I'm sorry for my sins and I want to give my best to you. What have you given your best at lately? That's just a question. Have you given your best? Maybe your child here. Have you given your best to your parents? Maybe your teenager here. Are you giving your best? As a, as a, as a husband or wife, are you giving your best? That's all. Are you giving your best? That's all I'm asking. Are you giving your, is this the best you got? She said, no, it's the best I got. Well, well, give your best. As a child of God, as a person who's a Christ follower, who claims I am a Christ follower, are you giving your best? That's the question. Are you giving your best? Are you giving God your best? Is this the best I got? That's the question. He said, the person who's been forgiven much loves much. I don't know about you, but he's forgiven me of a lot. So I want to give him my best. How about you? Anybody? Amen. So I have a, I have a next step for you. On the back of your connection card, again, this is stuff I'm really going to have to help you pray about this week because it's tough stuff. It says, I will do my best to give common courtesies to everyone this week. Common courtesies. Thank you. That's a common courtesy, right? Can I help you with that? That's a common courtesy. Speaking to people when you walk in the room with them. That's a common courtesy, right? (laughs) Like somebody walks by the television and, you know, you're like, oh, oh, hey, how you doing? Would you check that box so I can pray for you this week? All right. Okay, number four is this. You ready? Write this down. Slow down and see me as God sees me. And we're going to do a little review, right? Because when you see these road signs, I want you to remember. Remember, the stop sign is, is stopping what? Listen, that's exactly right. 
The no U-turn sign is what? Keep your, keep your promises. And the yield sign is what? Slow down and serve, right? Serving. And now we have the, or the yield sign, then we have the slow sign. And the slow sign is slow down and see me as God sees me. You know, it's amazing. I, I love this church. I love you because you are good people. This week I heard of two connect groups going out and just doing something. There were some families that were moving and needed painting before they could move in. And two of our connect groups just heard about it. At different connect groups. They just heard about it and they went and helped people paint. You see, that's what, that's what slowing down is. Putting other people before you. That's amazing. This is our memory verse, by the way. Look what it says in Ephesians 4 and 2. It says this. Always be what? Humble and gentle. Be patient with each other, making allowances for each other's faults because of your what? If you don't love, you're going to get ticked off all the time. Because next week we're going to talk about love is patient. I waited until the last one to get to that. I put it off as long as I could. To be humble and gentle. You see, in other words, you see people the way God sees them. It reminds me of this story I read this week of a, of a guy who wanted to be a Bible salesman. Remember, remember the day, some of you may remember that in the 70s, how that there was, an, in 60s, there was an encyclopedia salesman that come to the doors. I don't know, maybe I remember my grand, someone coming to my grandparents' house trying to sell encyclopedias a long time ago. That's when we rode dinosaurs, by the way. Uh, but anyways... Back in that day, there was people that went door-to-door selling Bibles as well. And there was a guy that had a stuttering issue that, you know, he wanted to be a Bible salesman. So he come in, you know, come into the company, went to the interview process, and the guy said, listen, man, I really like you, but you, you have an issue, then you can't sell because you stutter. And he's like, no, I can do it. He said, I'll give you a job in the warehouse, but you cannot be a salesman. And the guy just kept on, kept on, would not leave. And the guy said, okay, I'll tell you what, we'll try it. So he gives the guy, he says, all right, here's some contacts. You go out and see how you do. Well, the first month goes by, and the guy, man, he just like blows it out of the water. I mean, like, he sets, he, he's the number one salesman in the office that week or that month. So then he goes the second month, and sure enough, he sets a, a record for the month. He's outsold everybody. He sets a record. And then the third month goes by, and he has set a record for the whole quarter. He sold more Bibles than anybody else for that entire quarter. And so the guy that's the CEO pulls all the salesmen together and said, we're going to sit down and we're going to have Fred tell us exactly what he's doing. Fred goes up, and the guy, of course, he stutters. He gets up and says, well, here's what I do. And he begins to speak. He says, I go to the door. He says, I ask people. Do you want to buy a Bible? Or do you want me to read it to you? To, to, to you? <laughs> now, I don't say that to make fun of people that stutter, but I say it to make a point. There's a guy in the Bible by the name of Moses. Guess what he had? He had a stuttering problem. And God used him, right? What's your issue? What do you have? Here's this woman who the Bible points out, she has a lot of sins. Jesus said, yeah, she got a lot of sins. She doesn't slept with everybody in this community. She's got a lot of sins, a lot of baggage. 
But guess what? Instead of calling her a prostitute, Jesus calls her a worshiper. He says, listen, because she's asked for forgiveness, he said, honey, your sins have been forgiven. No longer do I see you as the lady of the night. I see you as a superstar in my eyes. I see you someone that gets my attention. When you raise your voice, when you lift up my name, I see you as a worshiper. God sees you. Every one of you. Look at me. Everybody look at me just a second. I'm talking to you because I'm talking to you. God sees you. And he doesn't see you by your label that everybody else has labeled you by. Do you understand that? Every one of us. Everyone. Look at me. Every one of us. Every one of us have, have things in our past that we're ashamed of and, and that it keeps coming to our mind and it's a hindrance. I want to tell you that God doesn't speak to your past. He speaks to your potential. He speaks to your future. And when God sees you, what He wants out of you is just a worshiper. That's all. That's all. Listen, He said, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. That's the number one commandment. That's it. And love your neighbor as yourself. That's a worshiper. Stop. Listen. No U-turns. Keep your promise. Yield and serve, but slow down and see me. The way God sees me. I want to challenge you today to slow down and see yourself as God sees you. As a worshiper. I'd like you to just go ahead and stand with me, if you would. I'm going to pray a prayer today because not everybody here is a Christ follower. I'm going to pray a prayer today, and as I pray this prayer, if you want to become a Christ follower, you just simply say, me too. And before this service is over, you check it on the back of that card. It says, I pray the prayer to become a Christ follower. Would you just bow your heads with me? Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you that you are here today. I thank you that we all sense your presence right now. We feel unworthy. We don't feel like we deserve it, God. Our sin record is coming to our mind, but God, you're not looking at that. You're looking at those sins that have been covered by the blood of Jesus. And now, we've purely come to worship you. But Lord, I'm aware that there's some in this room right now that need to make a connection with you. And so right now, God, they're praying as I'm praying. They're saying, dear Jesus, come into my life and save me. I want to turn from my sins. I really do. I want to turn from my sins. Forgive me and give me the power that I need to not be that person anymore. Save me, dear Jesus. God, they're praying that prayer right now. As we lift up your name. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Will you just worship with me as our prayer team comes down? They're here to pray for you. Come on, let's lift up the name of Jesus. Hi, this is Pastor Jeff again. I just want to say I hope you enjoyed today's message. If you would like to support God's work through Stockbridge Community Church, simply go to our website at secview.net. Again, that's secview.net and click the Give tab. We want to thank you again for being with us today. God bless you. Have a wonderful day.